Welcome back to week five of How's the Bite. I'm Ken Root. It's the end of October. Beautiful fall here at Murray Tackle and Bait on the south end of Guttenberg. Remember, you can find us by looking for the big walleye and the word bait. Come into the shop. It will transform you. Uh, wait a minute. We have some breaking news from the river. Let's go to Bob Urban. Bob, what's going on? Ken, I've been saying it for weeks now uh, with the temperature and stuff, but the bite is here. The fall bite's on. It went from good bite to great bite. Not only great, um, but it's consistent. Uh, I started keeping track Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Thursday, I'll know more about today, but it has been a consistent walleye sauger bite. River water temps just under 50 degrees again. Everything's holding steady. They're feeding up for the winter. So um, I know it sounds goofy. I know it sounds weird, like we're trying to get up here to sell you a bunch of stuff. But if you're not doing anything, we are in prime walleye, sauger bites, perch, uh, crappie. Everything's going um, pretty good. I'll talk a little bit more about that. But it's time. Everything's everything's set it. The recipe's here for success. You don't overhype stuff. And... uh it is interesting, though, that instead of, you know, having to say people, you should have been here yesterday, now every day is good, at least for a period of time here. What do you see looking forward as far as weather and the potential for that to extend this bite? Yeah, so I looked at the 10-day forecast, and it looks like these temperatures, we're going to be above normal, I would guess you would call it. So I would say these temps, just high 40s, mid to high 40s, are going to stick around for water temperatures. And it's easy to get out there. It's a nice day. It's not windy. Your highs are 50 and 60. It's just your average average fisherman that used to put their boat away um, and winterize their boat. This is the time to keep it out for a couple more weeks and have some success walleye fishing. Uh, these are the days you want to go. Yeah, I'm not overhyping anything. I'm just I'm just telling people this is the time. Um, the weather's nice. Uh, you can be in a long sleeve shirt. Uh, that's going to be changing here at some point as we get closer to the winter months. We talked with a guy this week who's not an average fisherman. It's Hutch Tackle, and uh, what an informative guy he is on fishing. He was a guide for many years. Uh, says he's a good friend of yours. Yeah, Hutch. Uh, I've known Hutch before he's known me, I would say. Um, he's been around in the industry for a while. Uh, his tackle is top-notch. I'm talking like uh, good, better, best. Hutch is one of the best uh, quality-wise and price point-wise. It's a little priced, a little pricey stuff, but it's it's worth it. It's one of the top-notch bucktails, one-eyes. Sauger Slayers are probably his number one plastic that he sells. One-eyes, he's got really nice foil stamped they've got like a little scaly foil they're hot stamped foiled one eyes um and blade baits which uh like a sonar or blade bait you get them snagged in the rocks they're four dollars and 69 cents but they're good they're nice quality products like i said his stuff is probably top notch in our store one of the things people are saying to me is my gosh uh bob does an awfully good job of stocking things that we want uh that we've heard about from fishermen when we come in and um, you mentioned the bucktail, and Hutch sells a bucktail. Uh, he sells a ringworm. But apparently right now, this one eye is the bait. 
Yeah, so, and I think Kutch will probably explain it. A lot of walleye guys will know is the plastics in that bite is always a little bit later. This dying shad bite, this erratic lure bite, this bucktail bait is about right now, I'd say 40 to 50 degrees. And then the plastic bite will pick up as it gets colder. Not that that stuff's not going to work right now, but the one-eye bite that I've seen in the last two weeks, I don't know how many one-eyes we've sold out of the store, but they've got two hooks on them, you're going to lose them. But the bite on the one-eye bite right now is phenomenal, and I'm not everybody wants to know what color, what's going on with the colors. I wouldn't even know if it's a color bite right now. The river's pretty clear. I'd usually send them to a purple or a blue or a darker color, but I'm thinking it's just uh, the action of the lure, the erratic action of the lure, and they're doing really well on them right here on pool uh, 11 and 10 here in Guttenberg. You also have another lure specialist in the shop, Larry, who's your stepfather, who has quite a personality, to say the least, and once you see this uh, uh, handsome gentleman, you won't forget him, but uh, have you got him hooked up now to start talking to us on a regular basis? Yeah, so this week we're going to start uh, this week's Lure with Larry. Um, Larry is my stepdad. Everybody wants to know what who he is in connection with me, but I've owed him a job, and when he retired, uh, we have him working excessively two days a week in his retirement which is probably more than he should be, but he loves it up here at the store. We're going to be talking about a lure every single week. We added that to the podcast. The guys love him when they come into the store. He's very knowledgeable, an old-time downtown Dubuque walleye fisherman. He's also uh, got a rig that he calls a Dubuque rig. You know, people can find out from Larry. He says he puts a a minnow on it uh, sometimes. How is your live bait sales going? Oh, geez, I'm glad you asked that. Uh, And we need to apologize to a couple of our late Sunday and Monday uh, customers because they are, we're getting sold, so our our bait comes in on Mondays late, and we don't get it up to the store here sometimes until Tuesdays. But 15 gallons of minnows, that many minnows, 15 gallons went out of the store in three days last week. I brought up 25 gallons this week. And I'm just challenging the customers, I guess, to see if we can uh, get that sold. But um, it's been really, really busy on the, the live bait sales. They're, they're feeding on live bait as well. We uh, will catch a fishing report from you a little later on in the program. But uh, this is uh, doing well with uh, lots of people. They uh, seem to be indicating that they check us uh, on Friday afternoon, Saturday morning. And for the weekend fishermen, uh, we're aligned to let you know ahead of time, just by one day, what's going on. Yeah, no, I agree with you. It's it's on the podcast. Uh, I think we're just getting the outdoorsmen just to click on it and get us set up for them to subscribe and follow us on that podcast is the crutch that we're – because it is good. It's, it's Ken, what we're doing and what you're doing in interviewing a lot of these people. It's, it's what people want to hear, I think. All right, Bob. Thanks a whole lot. This is Murray Bait and Tackle on the south end of Maine and Guttenberg. We'll talk to you again on the fishing report a little later on. Okay, thanks, Ken. Well, let's head a little north of Guttenberg up to Prairie du Chien. Bob has recommended that I talk to uh, Tim Hutchinson, who goes as Hutch, who's a uh, longtime lure manufacturer and a guide for many years. Hutch, Ken Root here. How are you? I'm good, sir, and you, Ken? Well, I'm fine, and uh, 
Great. We're kind of in that transitional uh, season. Uh, I hope you got a fire going. I do. What do you think of uh, fall fishing? First of all, oh, you I... guided for a long time. Do you? Did you guide much that time of year? Or was it? Oh more yeah, absolutely. For thirty-five years, uh, myself personally, I prefer fall over any other season. Uh, there's a lot of big fish to be caught. Fish need to put the layers of fat on for the winter that's soon coming, so uh, they're uh, gullible. How's that? I'm glad that, you know, we uh, can harvest them at the appropriate time. Right. I- I'm kind of curious overall of being a guide, but what kind of uh, clients did you have, and uh, what did they want to fish for? Well, you know, for the most part, there were two types of people. Number one was the person looking for the trophy, not necessarily a man. I had a lot of women that would come up, and they just, you know, hutch, we don't care if we catch 50 fish a day. We just want to catch one for the wall. And then you get a great amount of people that just want to go out, enjoy the river, have a good time, go home with a mess of fish and have a lot of stories to tell. And then there, there is also the the type of person that, that hired me not so much to catch fish but to learn, learn new techniques, learn learn new areas, uh, learn boat control because that's so much when it comes to walleye fishing especially. Th- those would be your three main types. I talked to a guide one time. He said, I always wear a hat because it's better for their lure to hook my hat and jerk it off. <laughs> than for it to go Amen, brother. My head. I, I always regretted when I got a couple of guys that would come and fish, and they wanted to use their fly rats. Mm-hmm. They were uh, they quite often they were dangerous. Well, I'm sure you get all kinds, and uh, I guess that's part of the quality of it. Tell me, along with this fishing technique for walleye, let's get into that a little bit right now. What at this season of the year, here going into November, and assuming we're going to have open water for a while, what do you think will work? Right now, for me, uh, jigs and plastics, uh, that's a a big mainstay. Uh, The jigs, uh, a lot of people call and place an order, and, well, what size should I have? And I can't answer that question because there's so many variables, how deep a water you're in, how good of boat control you have, how swift is the water. uh, So I can never answer that question. If they ask me about plastics, I will tell them that ringworms, Saugers layers, paddle tails, uh, other twister tails, common plastic like that, that that you can't go bad or you can't go wrong with that. Bucktail jigs are a big thing in the fall. Uh, Right at this moment when you called, I'm setting up an order for a tackle shop, and he's got over 700 bucktail jigs he's ordering. Uh, I'm setting up another one for Bob right now as we speak, and I'm setting up a whole bunch of jigs for him too, and a lot of those are bucktails. Two other things that come to my mind is a blade bait. That's a vibrating blade. And the other thing is what affectionately is known around here is the one-eye. It's a lead spoon. Those are four of the, the biggest lures this, type of the, this time of the year. Years ago, it used to be crankbaits. But now, with so much eelgrass out in the river and it's all breaking loose, and, and it's floating everywhere. Crankbaits just aren't an option around here anymore. And it's, you know, it's just, it's the way it is. Many years ago, I worked uh, occasionally with a wildlife uh, show that was for television. 
And I always remember that the fisherman, his name was Don Wallace out of Oklahoma City, would get into the boat with a huge tackle box. We would say, Don, why would you get in with that? And he said, it's my security blanket. <laughs> I can relate to that. Tell me about your lure manufacturing. Uh, it kind of seems to go hand in hand with you starting out guiding and making lures at the same time. That's that's basically what it was. I just I a long time ago I decided after taking all my friends fishing all the time and not going home with nothing but a little gas money, I thought, hey, I'm going to start making some money. So I got my guide licenses and started charging. It took a long time to build up the reputation that you need to be successful. But once you do that, then, you know, it, it goes hand in hand. You take two people out, they're impressed. They tell two of their friends, and they tell two of their friends. And uh, the next thing, you're running five trips a week for more weeks than you want to run out of the year. Uh, and I just, I, I, I'm a tackle hoarder. And I just, I, it bothered me that I had to go out and pay X amount of dollars for a handful of jigs and plastic. So I thought, hey, I'm going to make my own. So I started doing it, and I got pretty good at it, so then I started to sell them. And that's what we do now. We have uh, 117 different tackle shops that we sell to in our online business, and uh, we stay busy. What would you say right now are your top-selling jigs? Bucktail jig and a one-eye the spoon. That would be our two number big sellers. As soon as the water cools down to the mid-30s, then uh, the plastic will grab hold, and the ringworms and the sauger slayers are probably the two biggest selling pieces of plastic that we have. Look at uh, you going out fishing your, by yourself or with a friend with no pressure. What do you like to fish for, Hutch? Tomorrow, as a matter of fact, I'm walking away from this place, and I and my best friend are going to go pan fishing here in Prairie du Chien. We're going to go fish for some crappies and some bluegills and perch. That's what I, I love to do. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. I love walleyes, but when you fish for 35 years and 75% of what you do is walleye fishing, uh, I don't want to say I got burned out on it, but uh, I'd sooner go fish for pan. I love fishing for crappies, bluegills, and perch. That's uh, that trips my trigger, so to speak. Trophies, you know, I, when I guided, I did uh, 19 years out in Lake Erie. During the summer, I'd go out there, and so I've really, to be honestly truthful with you, I have no idea how many fish over 10 pounds that we've caught. Out there, it'd be in the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. So trophies, you know, to, to catch a nice little fat 13, 14-inch yellow perch or an 8-inch bluegill or a 12-inch crabby, that just trips my trigger, and I'm a happy camper. <laughs> well, I know you uh, work with uh, Bob Urban. You betcha. I just think he's done a great job with that little shop. And oh, absolutely. When he took over from Beth, he, he's done nothing but improve the quality, the information that they pass on. When he emailed me and told me that you and I were going to do this show together, he let me know what was going on and let me know that the bite down there is really good, which I know it is right now, so now's the time to get out there. Uh, no, he's he's a great person, does a great job. What's the name of your lure manufacturing company? Hutch Tackle. Hutch Tackle? Yep, Hutch Tackle. Kim Hutchinson, you go by Hutch. Do you guide anymore? No, I, I'll be honest with you. 
four years ago, I got tired of babysitting, and I said, this is enough. But, you know, I'm dang near 70 years old, and, and uh, you know, everybody thinks, oh, you're a guide. You got it made. But they they don't have the idea or have an idea of how much time it takes to do it when you do it right. There's a lot of cleaning, a lot of preparation. There's a lot of patience. You get a, a lot of people that want to learn, and that's that's great. Well, Hutch, I'm glad to talk to you and uh, look forward to uh, seeing you perhaps since you're local. And Bob certainly uh, appreciates your work and respects you. So thank you again for visiting with us today. I appreciate your time. I wish you nothing but a good day and stay healthy. Hey, Ken, it's Bob Urban with Murray's Bait and Tackle. I'm here with local celebrity to the store. He works Tuesdays and Thursdays for me. People get the relationship goofed up uh, at the store here. My stepdad, Larry Hubanks, uh, works for us at the store. He's really good at the store. I hear nothing but good things about him. I don't work with him that often. He works a shift for me so we can uh, take care of our wholesale business uh, when I'm on the road there. So he has been awesome for the store. Uh, the customers really like him. We're starting something this week. Uh, his first name is Larry, and we're going to talk about lures with Larry. So this week's lure with Larry we're going to talk about is a walleye fly. Uh, Larry, what's the Dubuque rig, and how did that start? Um, it started years ago, um, and it's just a three-way type Lindy rig that you can do uh Two or three, four different options off the trailer, three-foot, four-foot trailer, weight on the bottom. Uh, you can run single hooks out there. You can run crankbaits, um, flies out there, and it's been a three-way type system for years that's been very successful. I actually had a chance today to get out and fish, but we don't get a chance that much. But anyhow, we had a great day up at Guttenberg today, and uh, we jigged one eyes. Uh, part of the day and did pretty good, but we started running crankbaits on that three-way system out there at about 20 to 25 feet of water and caught quite a few fish today. Uh, everybody comes into the store and they talk about, oh, what's fishing, what's going on, or what's this? And and Larry was right about us not getting out as much as uh, the other the other fishermen that come into the store. When you own a bait and tackle shop, you're kind of married to it. So we kind of live our stories through uh, the customers that come in, and it's nice to actually have him get out and actually get some fish and get some fish on. So Larry's lure this week that he wanted to talk about was basically the Dubuque rig. He talks about that a lot. He grew up on the streets of Romberg on the north side of Dubuque and used that a lot in Dubuque and uh, just wanted to come in if you wanted to see some of the stuff. Uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, he's at the store talking about different stuff that you can put on there. Uh, you can put live bait on that too, correct, Larry? Also, yes, you could. And we actually have a display um, that we've kind of built for people that aren't really familiar with walleye fishing and sauger fishing. So you can come in and take a look at some of the rigs that we have pre-tied up. So even if you haven't had a chance to fish much, you can come up, come into the store. We can help you with uh, anything you need and show you how to tie rigs and have different options when you're out there walleyeing. Yeah, and I know uh, last week's, somebody we talked to last week was Rocky, 
And I'm pretty sure he ties. We have some of those in the store where they're just pre-tied, ready to roll, um, something that we may look forward and in, in doing in the future. But uh, walleye flies is something we wanted to talk about uh, today. Uh, it's just a little, what I actually tie them myself, um, and then Hutch Tackle has some too, but we tie ours on a number two gold Aberdeen hook, and then all we do is just tie bucktail around it. And it's a thing that you can put on your Dubuque rig or your three-way rig um, just to add a little bit of hair, maybe give it a little profile. It's actually, they fish it a lot in the Wolf River and the Fox River, um, very common up there. You don't even need live bait. I always put live bait on it and then fish a jig. The Dubuque rig's really cool because you can sometimes get two fish. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. And, you know, I usually tip them with a minnow. And, you know, some days just that minnow makes all the difference in uh, grabbing a few extra fish. I was wondering in a serious vein, for anybody whose boat's been put up already, where would you recommend they fish to get into something? Yeah, so that is somebody I need to talk to, and we'll, I'm going to see if we can get uh, them on next week because it's really good business. It's a really good, I'd say the best $20 you spend is over at the landing 615. If you want a walleye fish, if you want a sauger fish, if you want a perch fish, and you don't have a boat or you put your boat up already, or you don't want to spend... $40 to bring your boat. I mean, I thought I always thought $20. I was like, oh, yeah, that's... But pulling your boat anymore with gas and prices and stuff, go visit Jamie at 615 Landing. He'll get you out there. We can get you set up on what lures to use. You don't need much. And uh, I'm going to see if we can get him uh, uh, talking about his business down there. He's got the hotel and the uh, the fishing float for the walleyes and in the saugers and in some of the of the deep deep river fishing but uh if you're just fishing from shore it's tough ken it's tough here in guttenberg to uh it's they're good high water spots um that i can send you but when it's low water it is it's tough to get into some of the game fish that we're talking about at low level areas bussy lake is good they've got a handicap dock uh the city ramp is pretty good um for just getting around and fishing when it's this nice but but if you did want to get out and get into this walleye sauger bite, um, Jamie at 615 Landing can walk. It can run you over there for a fee. So. And uh, what's the best landmark you look for to get to it? Well, I call it the million-dollar restroom there that they did the marina and stuff, but uh, he's right next to that, right next to the city ramp. When you're coming down the hill, if you're coming from the, the south, you take a right at Casey's. That takes you onto the main river road there, the river view, and uh, he's about halfway down just before you get to all, like all the main street businesses there. And it's the old button factory that he, they turned into a, a motel. It's a nice uh, limestone building there, sitting right there on the east side of the road towards the river. Well, let's go back to Bob Urban. Bob, you really keep an ear to the river, so to speak. Uh, you have a lot of people come in and out, and then you have your own knowledge of it. So, Give us the fishing report as you see it on this Friday, the 28th of October. Fishing report for Friday, the 28th of October, um, is going to be a great report, uh, consistent report this week. Um, we've been having good reports here and there for the last two weeks, but uh, it's consistent. The walleye bite's consistent. The sauger bite's consistent. It's time to get up here and, and try your luck on the river. 
Uh, with the river being a little bit lower, I think that's helping the bite a little bit, uh, stacking fish up in areas. Saugers are out in a little bit swift water. Again, jigs, minnows, uh, plastics, one-eyes, sauger slayers, ringworms, um, and blade bite, blade bait bite is getting a little bit better too. Crappie fishing is uh, finally starting to group up a little bit more. Talked to a few guys this morning that got like 15 and then 20. And they're getting some smaller ones. We were reporting all summer, all fall, that they're getting bigger ones, but not smaller ones. The good thing about the small ones, we were kind of nervous about the year classes. So um, they are getting some smaller ones, which which tells you that they did reproduce a few years ago and in the flood the flood stages. So that's a, actually a good thing they're getting smaller ones, but they're just not uh, getting limits of them yet on the crappies. But that's that's pretty normal for this time of the year. It's just nice to see that they're getting some decent ones. A couple uh, 15 and a half caught the black crappies um, just this week. So that's a really good size of crappie if you want to chase them. Um, and they're uh, on the downside of the dam as well as where the reports we were getting that over by the spillway area. Any brush piles uh, on 12 mile uh, is a kind of a community hole to try to get that done. Uh, perch fishing is still good. The weeds are dying off, though, so you need to get into an area where there's structure or uh, healthier weed development um, on that or docks. Uh, up by Butsy, there's still some dock posts, stuff like that. If you needed to get into that area, that's where those fish are going to be hiding from uh, predator fish. Pretty much that's it for the report. Smallmouth fishing's been good on wing dams. Bluegill fishing's still good on wing dams. Um, we're just we're just not seeing the fish in the backwaters where they normally are trying to find their wintering holes. We're nervous about that on on where they're going to winter this winter with the depths and the, the river being so low. So more of the same on the river level. Uh, temperature is going to be re- remain consistent. The bite's going to stay where it is, I think, for the next couple weeks. And temperatures are good. Uh, air temperatures are good. A little foggy this morning. Guys starting a little bit later. You don't want to get out in the fog and not know where you're at. So that's it for this week, Ken. Thanks. Well, Bob, this is what uh, you were hoping for when we started doing this podcast five weeks ago, that we would be building up toward the uh, best of the fall bite. And from what you're saying, it's here. And you guys are open, as I understand, from 6 a.m. to 5 p.m., Monday through Saturday, and then 6 a.m. until 3 p.m. on Sunday Plus, you have a bait, bait vending machine outside. You really can't stay open much more than that, can you? Yeah, no. Um, and we don't really have complaints about our hours. So um, they've if a lot of people will come the night before, but now it's getting it, the sun doesn't come up for quite a while. So we start seeing people right at six if they're traveling north, or uh, if they're wanting to get fishing in a little before the sun comes up. That's usually a really good bite when the water clarity is like this. So. Yeah, no, everything's been good. The hours are good, and we like to get out of here on Sundays for a few hours to get our, probably to get our grass mowed for one last time this year. All right. For Bob Urban, I'm Ken Root. Have a safe weekend and good fishing.